Welcome to Logistics Business Conversations, where we talk with key spokespeople in the logistics industry about topical issues. Hosted by Peter McLeod, editor of Logistics Business Magazine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Welcome to Fleet Insurance Strategies to Control Rising Costs, Episode 1, Season 2 of Logistics Business Conversations, brought to you today by Samsara. My name's Peter McLeod. I'm the editor of Logistics Business Magazine, and it's my great pleasure to host this conversation. In the logistics industry, fleet insurance is one of the major costs for any organisation. With claims cost inflation, parts shortages and rising costs of vehicle technology, insurance costs are rising, meaning it's ever more crucial to have a robust risk management strategy to help to control costs. I'm delighted to introduce to you today two experts in that field. Dan King is Motor Fleet Portfolio Manager for Business Insurance Specialist, QBE European Operations. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having us. And uh, Dan's joined today by Jack Burton, Insurance Partnerships Lead at Samsara, the Connected Operations Platform. Welcome also to you, Jack. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome, both of you. Now, let's get underway. I'm, I want to ask you, uh, Dan, first of all, just give me a brief overview of QBE and, and what it does to those who may not be familiar with your company. Yeah, of course, Peter. Yeah, so, um, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, yeah, so um, I'm Daniel King. I'm a portfolio manager for QBE. Um, I've been at QBE for, for 15 years. Um, so I appreciate it. some of you may not be familiar with who QBE are. Um, so we are an international insurer and reinsurer um, uh, with um, presence in over 27 countries around the around the world. Across the UK, um, we have regional offices in in, in eight regions, um, including London, which, which is what I'm responsible for. Um, our fleet portfolio is fairly broad. Um, so um, we'll write everything from cars all the way through to vans to bus and coach uh, with a with a main emphasis around the around the transportation sector. And uh, Jack, tell us please more uh, a bit more about Samsara. So Samsara are the pioneers of the connected operation cloud. And, and what that actually means is we bring all of the kind of operational data and insight together into a into a single platform. So anything from fleet safety to telematics with AI cameras and right the way through to workflows, tachograph compliance, and, and also how to kind of uh, surface ESG data. So essentially the idea being it's a single pane of glass, which you can manage your entire fleet operation. Okay, fabulous. So uh, we know who we are. Um, I just want to get straight into this. So uh, we're going to talk today about how businesses can reduce the uh, cost of insuring their fleets. Uh, starting with you, Jack. Um, can you please tell us uh, how Samsara can help fleet managers improve their operations and reduce costs? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever we talk about Samsara and insurance, we always kind of break it down into, into three key categories. So uh, it's risk management, claims and data. Right? So from a risk management standpoint, it's understanding through data where risk lies within your fleet. Is it at a, a vehicle level, a manager level, depot level, etc.? Um, from a claims perspective, it's being able to, uh, obviously, cameras, great tool for, for liability determination and claims defensibility, but also how we can surface that that sort of ethanol, that first notification of loss and push it through to a, uh, a claims handler or a TPA or whoever it may be that the fleet uses for claims management. 
then finally data you know how can the data that the the samsara platform services help you and perhaps your your insurance broker for example to to better sort of place your risk or to better tell that that story around sort of safety and those actual insights that i mentioned to uh an underwriter or an insurer such as qbe which uh links me nicely back to Dan. Um, I've got you both here on the podcast today. Um, what, what is the bridge between your two businesses? And, uh, you know, what's the relationship that exists between Samsara and uh, QBE? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so, yeah, Samsara is a, one of our pre uh, preferred external providers um, that we use. Um, it's, I think it's fair to say when when we talk about data, and, and that is what we would you know, emphasise with 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 Samsara, it's it's quite early in its its stages, and I think we're still learning around what that data is, how we use that data, how we interpret that data, and then how do we take that data, overlay it with it with claims or, or or potentially in the future with our pricing. So it's definitely a a, a start of a journey, um, and you know we're we're working closely together at the moment to just understand a. Uh, how we can how we can look at those those particular points and and you know help customers moving forward. So the data side of the business is, um, I guess, as you say, in its infancy. But uh, you've had a you've had a fairly long relationship already with Samsara. I mean, how 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 do you take that data and what what can you use it for? Um, so so th there's different points of data that we can use. So whether that's from I don't know idling, from harsh braking, acceleration, um, and we can take that data. We can look at it at a a holistic level, at a policy level, or potentially at a a portfolio level. We can overlay that with claims data, then we can start interpreting it to understand if if we had that data in advance, would that claim have happened, or was there was there steps that we could have introduced, be it through risk management um, or claims intervention, to to ensure that the claim might have happened, but there might have been steps that we can take to to reduce the cost of that claim or the you know the defensibility of that claim so um like i say it's still quite early in its um, infancy so um you know we're still learning um i think the industry in general is still learning around how it can use data more efficiently um i think it's historically you know you, you use claims experience and you're always looking in the rearview mirror so you're always looking at what's happened rather than what potentially might happen in the future so it's now just understanding how you can interpret that data better um, to to understand risk more effectively. And uh, and Jack, so the, the data is being collected from vehicles nationally, globally, I guess. Um, is that is that used for purposes other than just to to help uh, you know understand understand how how risks uh, uh, arise and, and and can be overcome? Yeah, I think traditionally with you know telematics isn't isn't new and and telematics as as a kind of standalone isn't it certainly isn't new within the insurance industry it isn't new within sort of you know motor. I think what Samsara are, are doing differently there is combining that telematics data with multiple other data sources as well and and other data points. So traditionally you see kind of telematics data being your harsh braking, your harsh acceleration and your harsh cornering, right? So that's three data points. Now Ultimately, the, the challenge that you have there is actually, for example, harsh braking could either be very bad driving or actually good driving. It could be, you know, a child had stepped down in the road and you slammed on your brakes to avoid a collision. Um, and ultimately, what we're we're doing or where we're taking that, that additional step is 
we have obviously AI cameras looking at both road risk and driver risk. So it's combining the data points from the telematics device with the data from the AI cameras as well. So to understand the kind of context behind it. And I think, you know, context is is obviously, you know, a key point there. So when you see a harsh breaking event, actually what was going on and what led up to that as well. So understanding that. So in terms of, of that relationship with QB, um, you know, historically it's, it's largely been driven on a, on a risk management standpoint. So in terms of how do we kind of work together to, to help to, to, to sort of improve the way in which a risk performs. So, um, as Dan says, there's you know potentially all sorts of exciting things that we can do in the future through data together. But at the moment, it's it's very much working in close collaboration with uh, the risk management team at, at QBE. Um, whenever I talk about data, and particularly within the logistics sector, um, it always arises that there's just so much of it there, and it's it you know I think there's some well some well uh, quoted numbers about how little of it is actually. Read, let alone interpreted. Um, so, from your side, Dan, what what sort of data is valuable? You know, how much of the, what um, Samsara is producing and and recording and measuring? How much of that can you then take? And wh what are the elements of that you'll be looking for when you when you talk about assessing risk? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the, the easy answer is it, all of it. Um, you know, it's you know for, for for us, it's about you know you know having that data, being able to interpret it understand it you know then taking it back to you know what do we want to do a we're looking to to support the end customers we're looking to improve risk we're looking to identify trends in risk support driver training and, and most of that will come through what we can offer from a from a risk management perspective so it's linking in with samsara with jack them to interpret that data for us give us a you know, give us a, an overview of what that's telling us. We can then link that back into more of a, I suppose, an underwriting area, and then linking it into into our risk management teams, and then coming up with with um, remediations that we can then take to the end customer to, you know, a give them insight into what that data is telling them, and b then putting in plans in place to ho hopefully remediate and improve their risk. So uh, let's not lose sight of the title of this: you know, strategies to control rising costs. Um, specifically around insurance premiums so you take that information and you can then um you can make an assessment of the risk that that business uh, presents um so it's not always based on uh, past performance or past uh, incidents i guess i presume there's also a um uh, you you take on board the opportunity for that business to train its drivers and to implement a a risk management strategy and that, does that also affect the premiums there's more than one way to for, for for an operator to make efficiencies to their business. So insurance cost is one of them and totally understand that, you know, particularly in the market we're in at the moment, we are seeing prices rise um, for a number of different reasons. I suppose that's one element of where we can make savings. But, you know, QB, we, we try and think more holistically around how we can help that operator, how we can make help that operator save money across their operation. And insurance is a big part for that. Probably their one of one of, if not their their largest ins insurance spend that they would have. Um, but yeah, th there are ways that we, we can certainly help uh, improve um, and make make savings to their business. So, Jack, the data you're capturing, there's there's a there's a happy byproduct in as much as um, your your customers will be operating safer, more efficient fleets, and there's also the bonus that their their uh, costs will come down 
Look, I mean, I think there's always the potential there, but it's really about kind of, you know, implementing, uh, you know, a, a robust risk management strategy that, that that surrounds that, right? So, you know, for example, I mean, we're, with Samsara, we're, we're not a company that kind of sells the technology and, and then moves on from the clients. We have a full implementation team and a customer success team. So where we can, can work with, you know, um, QBE, for example, in terms of that is that collaboration through data. So, for example, it might be a case of looking at, you know, the the, the the five most common causes of claims for that fleet over the last kind of two or three years, and then tying that to a feature or functionality of the Samsara platform during that that implementation piece. So, you know, then looking at, you know, what, what's cost the money in the past, what's continuing to be a challenge for that fleet, and how can we address that? So, for example, if the fleet was having a lot of you know, rear-end third-party collisions, you know, driving into into the back of other vehicles, then maybe a case of, you know, enabling the features and functionality of our AI cameras to alert the drivers to to things like tailgating, right, which can provide that feedback to the driver in the cab to, to change that behavior. So by taking a more targeted approach to risk and, you know, with the implementation of technology, you know, that may then have a, a, an influence on, on the frequency and severity of claims, which could in future lead to better pricing for the fleet. Yeah, Jack makes some, some great points there. I suppose a key thing I'd just like to get across is that this is a, this needs to be a, a tripart relationship between Samsara, QBE and the client. And some of what we would look to try and implement here isn't going to happen straight away. So if you look at a lot of the operators um, that, that, that we would manage, particularly some of the probably the, the larger ones, um, you know, those relationships are going back over, over 10 years. And sometimes it will take three or four years to implement a plan to really start to see that coming through in, in the performance, be it from the claims or from, from, more from an operational perspective. So, yeah, yeah whenever we're speaking to a customer, we're, we're, we're always looking to, you know, we're looking forward, we're looking to put that plan in place. We try to break everything down into bite-sized chunks so that we're not trying to go at everything at once. You know, Jack, Jack talks about claim trends, you know, probably the three biggest challenges for us, particularly in logistics sector would be third party in rear, you know, changing lanes um, and, and hit a mobile property. And, and, and those three trends will just depend mainly about where, where those vehicles are driving. So if they're, if they're more inner city claims, then it's likely to be more attritional. Look, you're going to get vulnerable road user claims and, and cyclist claims. So, you know, that is a definite, but that will be more around those third-party hit a mobile property, hit third-party vehicle type claims. You then go to more um, A to B long haul type um, trunking work, where you're probably going to see more of the severity, um, and that is where you would see those um, hit third-party in the rear claims and those those changing lane claims. Maybe I'm a little bit blinkered, but um, I don't really know what a risk assessment looks like in 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 uh, in this. You know what what a strategy would look like. So uh, I'm thinking purely vehicles on roads, but I imagine it it extends beyond that. Maybe Jack, you can tell me a little bit more. You know, the depots come in. Do the come into it? Do the does the, does the maintenance of the fleet come into it? Are there other aspects when it comes to uh, minimizing risk that you look at? Yeah, I think from Samsara's perspective, I mean, obviously, you know, it, we're we're not here to provide that sort of full risk assessment. That's something that would most typically be done by the insurer, so by QBE. Um, but, you know, from our side, where we can help to support there is, you know, by uncovering those trends through through data, as I, as I spoke about a moment ago, 
but also just to kind of go back to 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 Dan's point there and and I'll, I'll let Dan take the the kind of question around what a risk assessment typically looks like but I think very much you know just to kind of um go back to the point around partnering for the long term and and, and how key that is so you know typically with Samsara we, we we look at a sort of you know between three and five year agreement with, with our customers and you know in the same way that that sort of longer term collaboration with an insurer uh, with QBE, for example, there is key to that. You know, it's not something which you can implement and see that drastic change overnight. So just to echo kind of Dan's sentiment on that point, but also, you know, that ability to work together for the long term and sort of build for the long term on a on a robust risk management strategy with the client. So perhaps whether it's a, you know, like a, a three year long term agreement from from the insurer to align with with our typical contract length can really help us to show more value in that tripartite relationship that we have with the the customer and QBE. Um, but Dan, I'll let you kind of frame what a risk assessment looks like. Yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, I mean, so I suppose if I if I take it from a a, a new customer lens, so um, in most cases we we probably wouldn't have that data at day one, so we're we're going to be very much reliant on. The claims history um, and 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 the detailed claims listings that we, we we're provided by the by the customer and the broker, which which will give us trends, so we can see whether you know the type of instance they're having, how quickly they're reporting claims, is there a trend in the drivers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So we would we would take that information. Um, we would then we would then engage with our with our risk management team. Um, so we have something called an RMEQ, which is a risk manager essential questionnaire. So that's an online questionnaire that we would ask the uh, ask the customer to complete, and that will give us a series of answers around the type of processes that you they have in place, um, and then we would score it based on on based on their feedback and answers. Even for even for the customers that think that they've got the best risk management process in place, there is always things that you can do better. So um, depending on the severity of the responses that we get, um, that might be a, a, a virtual conversation with a client and a plan put in place for those that probably need a little bit more handheld holding um, or there's a, you know, they, they may have a distress claims experience or, you know, that might involve a more of a, a face-to-face conversation. Um, and then that's where we would link into to Samsara with a recommendation for, whether it's around their, their their AI technology, cameras, telematics, whatever it might be, then then you know we would bring them into that conversation, and then look to see how we can utilise their technology then to improve that risk, and then we can start using that information and that data going forward to to analyse and you know support that customer. So the the sort of the assessment of the risk is an ongoing um, affair. I imagine once you've made that score and um, decisions have been made about where the areas need to be improved, you'll work with your uh, clients to to then bring that score back up. And and obviously the uh, the end the uh, end result there is you know safer, more efficient uh, fleets. It comes down to the complexity of the customer. We could be working with a haulier that's got five vehicles we could be working with a haulier that's got a thousand vehicles it could be a, a standard conventional policy with a, a thousand pound excess it could be a non-conventional policy with a hundred thousand pound excess so you, you you we tailor the solution based on the the customer and and their understanding of risk and just how much risk they're prepared to take so you know for a risk that's going to where they're going to go on a self-insured policy for every pound they say through 
risk management implementation and savings in claims, that's going back into their pocket. That's not coming back to the QBE. What we're doing on that type of program is we're trying to avoid that that catastrophic claim um, and, and understanding how that when and how that might happen and, and the, the, the processes that they could put in place to, you know, to minimize those claims. So um, it comes down to the individual customer and, and tailoring it to their needs. The entire time I've been reporting on the logistics industry, the conversation has always been uh, when we're talking safety, uh, oh, I can't afford to do that. And then the response has always been, you can't afford not to do that. Jack, in your in your uh, case, you're not exactly selling a physical product. You're you're selling a way that businesses can run better by uh, making themselves more aware of some of their shortcomings. Now, how do you how do you demonstrate ROI when you're talking to businesses about getting on board with Samsara? Yeah, really good question. I mean, and and everything we do is we kind of take that kind of value based approach to 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 selling, if you like. So. You know, first off, we we start by providing the the customer with a demo of the platform, so they'll get a, a chance to kind of see what it looks like in the flesh. And we always use you know another real fleet um, as an example there. So no kind of demo or test accounts. We kind of show the platform you know what's and all to make sure that they that the customer's fully aware. Um, we then typically run a trial as well with the fleet, so they actually get the the chance to try it out in the vehicles, get that kind of driver buy in, get drivers used to using the the platform as well. And then from there, we can capture some really kind of powerful data. So we can start to look at things like, you know, fuel usage, um, anticipation, idling. Um, so from a fuel saving perspective, there's obviously a key part there. And then also kind of going into the safety side of things. And often, you know, what we do in that process is we surface, you know, insight. And it, and a lot of the time it's, you know, what you what you don't know, you don't know. And, and by giving uh, fleet operators the insight into what what it is that uh, their drivers are doing, what those potential sort of indi early indicators of risk are, you know, that sort of helps to build out that that ROI case for Samsara. So anything from consolidating the number of platforms you use to fuel spend to impacting uh, the overall fleet safety. And look, when we talk about ROI, we, you know, we often talk about, you know, insurance or or fuel spend, and we're talking about pounds and pence. But realistically, you know, at the heart of all of this, it's it's about getting drivers home safely and i think that's a key focus for samsara and what we do i think it's just really important that you get that engagement and you get that buy-in from the end customer you know you speak to a lot of a lot of customers and they and they think by just in having telematics or cameras or ai automatically their drivers are going to drive better their, their claims are going to reduce, their frequency in claims is going to reduce, and ultimately their insurance spend is going to reduce. It doesn't work like that. You you need to have that buy-in from the end customer, and they need to understand, you know, it's as much about their behaviours and around how they're going to change the way that they they understand data and risk and how they how they play that back to their drivers and into, to the business. And like I said earlier, that takes time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. So that's where we need to come in. And, you know, and Jack and the Samsara guys you know, is there. We're there to support them. You know, we're, we're, we're there to hold their hand on that journey. Uh, we're there to guide them. We're there to give them recommendations. Um, Dan, when I look at the QBE website, you've got so many different sectors you're, you're uh, present in. And I suppose the one that you've landed in is um, it's very data heavy. You've, you've, got, you've got a lot of uh, knowledge coming your way. To help you make um, smart decisions, um, so so how how does that how does your uh, business um, 
differ for example from any of your competitors i'd really like to know how you know how you could be smarter than perhaps uh, an, a, a, any of your other uh, insurance competitors yeah i mean you're right yeah we, yeah we've got a number of years and the size of our portfolio yeah we, we do have a lot of mi that we can we can use to uh, to understand risk better and you know certainly probably over the last 5 5 to 10 years we're we're starting to look more forward around what we need to do in the future, the types of things that we need to be talking to customers around. Um, so yeah, we're, we're starting to use that data more effectively. Things like FNO is really important. Um, and that's probably the, the, the big thing that we, we, we focus on. So FNO is first notification of loss. So um, that's around, you know, understanding, you know, and, and, and knowing about that claim as quickly as possible. So ideally, you want to capture that claim within 24 hours. That way, you can capture the third party or hopefully capture the third party and avoid them going into credit hire, as an example. Because once they get out, once they go into another network, you've lost them. And then it's very, very difficult to, to control that claims cost. So the quicker we can have that claim reported to us, the quicker you know we can we can capture that third party, get them into our network. We can then start controlling the costs. And then we can we can manage that cost through through to its conclusion. So um, we can then take data in terms of understanding profitability performance across the portfolio. We can do benchmarking. So we're starting to look at risks and how they compare to similar risks of a similar size in the same type of sector. Um, so yeah, so yeah, look, we are fortunate. We we have loads of data. We have a we have a a great uh, actuarial and data science team that, that you know support us and, and and give us those insights and that mi to, to to understand risk more effectively get don't get me wrong there is a lot more that we can do and we're probably only just touching the surface here but what we're doing there plus what we can do with samsara um around more more to do with telematics data it's it's really exciting about what the future is going to look like how we underwrite risk. The, the way we underwrite risk in the future will, will be completely different to the way that we underwrite risk today. Like I said earlier, we are looking in the rearview mirror all the time. We're, we're, we're pricing based on what's happened in the past. You know Where we will eventually get to, I think, is we'll start pricing about what might happen in the future because we understand risk more, whether that's at a vehicle level. So you know, ideally, where we want to get to is we'll have a VIN level data so we can understand that vehicle, the technology that vehicle's got, the safety features that vehicle's got, and then that just feeds feeds back into in, into our pricing at a vehicle level. So there's a lot going on. There's we're certainly we're, we're certainly nowhere near the end of that road, but it's um yeah it's really exciting where where the, where the future lies. Indeed, exciting times, and uh, I guess AI and machine learning will play a part of that. Uh, Jack, your um you know Samsara has the ability to capture all of this data. Um, but is what you know what Dan's saying. If you if you've got the opportunity to sort of look forward rather than back and maybe anticipate some of the risks, um, does it, does AI play a part in that? Yeah, absolutely. I think we you know obviously as Dan says, I kind of echo that in terms of you know the the, the future you know space here is 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 super exciting. Um, I think in terms of AI and how that kind of plays a part in the future of of risk management and and potentially insurance pricing there as well. Is you know from from our standpoint at the moment, you know everything that we do is is based around sort of improving the way in which you know drivers uh, perform. Obviously, kind of building those those solid habits, 
and and ultimately with things like in cab alerts which are triggered by obviously the the ai detecting uh, certain behaviors of a driver it starts to kind of become more habitual so i mean if you think uh, you know a few years back when you got into your car and you didn't plug in your seatbelt, for example you know you wouldn't have received an alert and then now you can't buy a car which doesn't have a seatbelt alert i know that's a very basic example but how many of us now you know that immediate behavior change that you've probably seen over the last few years just from a from a seatbelt alert so exactly the same with things like a tailgating alert with you know distracted driving mobile phone usage all of those sort of things it comes to the point that you know you see drivers start to reach for a mobile phone they get that in cab alert immediately and it changes that behavior so ultimately like samsara you know aren't here to, to kind of price the risk of the future or, or, or anything like that you know we're not an insurer what we are doing is surfacing a huge amount of data and uh, as dan said you know obviously having those kind of actuarial teams within qbe and you know being able to take more data and more data points with the the huge wealth of data that uh, the likes of qbe have within their business you know, hopefully we're we're playing a strong part in kind of shaping the, the future of risk as well. And I wanted to just turn the conversation back a few minutes, Jack, if I may. Um, when we're talking about, um, I don't know whether selling in is the right expression to use, but certainly um, approaching customers or potential customers with a samsara um, proposition, um, do what is your strategy there? Obviously, it's a convincing case from the fleet management level. Um, do you do you have um, tentacles that reach down in, in, as far as the drivers as well in terms of getting them on board? Yeah, absolutely. Look, and I think you know driver driver buy into these sort of things is is often really really key. You know, ultimately, look, this isn't a tool to to spy on drivers. We're not trying to be kind of big brother or or anything like that. You know, so. Ultimately, from a fleet operator perspective, you know, these uh, the the manager or the fleet operator is only getting those alerts when something meaningful or, or is captured. So that might be, you know, that eating, drinking, smoking, tailgating or even that sort of crash notification. Right. So ultimately, you know, we're not here to watch, you know, drivers going about their their daily business. And I think often there's a kind of misconceived conception that having cameras inside a vehicle is your manager or your fleet trying to spy on you and what you do. But I think we often forget that there's, you know, cameras in every workplace in every office in every warehouse and every distribution center and all the rest of it. And, you know, realistically from that side of things, you know, I, I personally see it as no different. So, you know, understanding and, and making sure that, you know, drivers are informed that, you know, this isn't a tool for spying and this isn't big brother is key. But also what we often see is how driver exoneration can play a really key part in this. You know, when a driver's not at fault and the camera footage is able to kind of, you know, clarify that and, and ultimately, you know, perhaps even kind of serve as, as something to protect them from, you know, a fraudulent claim or or perhaps even, you know, uh, a, a fraudulent complaint from, from the public, right? Just add to that, Jack, I mean, it, I think... Even even when a driver is at fault, I think even when that camera footage just confirms that, it, it just allows you to just get on and deal with that claim as quickly as possible. Um, there's just too many times where liability is in dispute, um, and you could be six months down the line, um, and you know it, it ends up getting settled on a on a fifty fifty, or even you you know in a in a full liability basis. Whereas 
if you had that camera footage, you knew you was at fault or you knew you weren't at fault, you share that with your claims department and yeah, they can just get on with that claim and, and, and just get it settled on the on the best possible basis. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I guess as the technology becomes uh, more widespread, then the acceptance levels will be very, very high as well. Um, well, the clock ticks on remorselessly and I, I note that we're reaching the end of our allotted time. So um, I just wanted to say, uh, um, maybe to finish off, I want to ask each of you sort of in summary, um, uh, starting with you, Jack, uh, what sort of actions can you say in summary should businesses be taking today to help reduce uh, costs and in particular insurance costs? Yeah, look, from, from my side of things, you know, especially in, re in relation to, to technology, it's about kind of understanding, you know, what value are you getting from the, the data that you're currently surfacing um, within your fleet? So, you know, as I said earlier, you know, telematics is is not new technology in, in the commercial fleet space. But, you know, what are, how are you using that data? Are you getting the value from your your current offering and, and what more could you be doing? Um, from that side of things the the other side of things for me in terms of insurance costs specifically you know is is work with a a proactive insurer who's who's looking to sort of actually assist you in managing the way that your uh, risk performs and combine that uh, going back to the point earlier you know with a, a sort of tripartite partnership between technology and insurance a proactive insurer, eh, Dan? I think that sort of throws it over to you. What would be your uh, sort of takeaway? Or if you've got 30 seconds in an elevator with a fleet manager, what would you be saying to that uh, that person to say, this is this is the, this is the easy way, and this is how you can uh, this is how you could make your costs reduced? Yeah, yeah. So look, ultimately, you need to have that buy-in from that operator to understand this is an investment. You know, it, it, I get it's an upfront cost, it's a lot of cost and you've got the cost of insurance, but it is the long term investment. And, and that one that one single camera footage um, could save a significant amount of money and pay for those cameras for a number of years just by just by having that those installed. For, you know, for us, look, we're looking to support customers where we can. We're looking to use data to, you know. You know, understand risk more effectively for us to be able to price risk more effectively to educate customers more effectively um, and give them that added value proposition from a claims risk management or, or an underwriting perspective. So, you know, as I said earlier on, you know, we're excited about where data's going and, and we're on that journey as much as anybody else. Um, working with Samsara is, gives us a, a huge opportunity um, and advantage over, over the market to be able to take advantage of that. So, yeah, look, I think we're in a really good space. I think we're 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 excited about what the future holds from a from a data perspective. And yeah, look, we're 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 here to support and work with customers going forward. Gentlemen, you've shared some great knowledge at a time when businesses are feeling the pinch from all sides. So um, it remains for me just to thank you both, um, Dan King from QBE and Jack Burton from Samsara for your time today. Thanks, gentlemen. And uh, thank you also to Samsara for sponsoring today's podcast. Um, so I just want to thank you also, the listener, for tuning in today. Look out for the next edition of Logistics Business Conversations, wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Peter McLeod. Goodbye. <laughs>